and we're live and we're on hi 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 yes um okay welcome back everybody uh laura kleinschmidt here oh that's my beer full mm-hmm. tank oh that's my microphone everything's going wrong <laughs> um full tank episode three three uh i'm sorry that i was not here last week here recording um espousing my many many brilliant thoughts uh, and opinions for you all because um it was too hectic last week and I was too depressed about like the state of things and I was just like no one's gonna come and fucking do this with me and I don't feel like fucking podcasting so I didn't yeah um which is cool when you have your own show and you can make your own rules so that's uh where we're at this episode three I'm here with Patrick Riley hey there um who is a podcast virgin yes i'm scared he's scared I'm excited everybody excited. gets scared you'll literally ease into it in 30 seconds when you realize that you're having a conversation with your friend laura yeah 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 um, great great we can thank lily lagravenes for all of my podcast guests mm-hmm. um yes yes my favorite guests come from lily yeah uh, i knew larry from lily i know you from lily mm-hmm Lily's never been on the show, which she should. She should. She, she would, has she has a great voice for yes. close up mics. Yeah, and she would kill. She would. Because she's just funny and unafraid, which is yeah. what it takes. Yeah. Um, I met Patrick in LA like six years ago. I think yeah. Longer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe longer. Yeah, when when Lily and I spent uh I think three months blazed from morning until <laughs> night and it, I went through a lot of anxiety during that time that's right but I'm really glad that I met you because that was the one thing I think Lily and I took away was that like you are a solid friend oh, thank you so much yeah. and you guys also got arrested that summer yeah. didn't you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for like yeah. transporting shrooms yeah across it was my first encounter with the, the law yeah yeah <laughs> did they treat you favorably I mean, yes, they did because right. I'm allowed to be treated that way because I'm white. Yeah. I'm a white man. So true. Yeah. And you I guys, can afford to have a lawyer and Lily can too. And you, so you guys did get off pretty easy. We did. I mean, we you have to do like community service and shit. Is that? Yeah. But the most grueling thing was that every morning at um, California time at 630 a.m., we had to wake up and call a oh recorded thing that basically said, you call ding 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 it answers and it just says you do not have your drug test today hang up or it said you You have a drug test today and so I was constantly in fear because me as a 20 year old sophomore in college I was still drinking at the time and I was being it was an alcohol and drug test really you guys like legally weren't supposed to be drinking yeah and I just didn't really like care about the drinking I didn't do drugs but I did consistently have nightmares that my friends just like were gonna fuck with me and just pour like something in my drink when I was at a party and I was just gonna ingest it and be like and go to jail forever why did you do that to me why do you hate me yeah yeah. um did you guys ever get drug tested we did like at it was like right the bitter end right Right. before Christmas how long how many months did you have to go through this it was as if it's like something hard. I'm like, how long Six? did you have to go through this? I know, like, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. We were hard literally about just it. outside having a conversation about incarcerated women who have 16 life sentences for minor drug yeah. offenses. So, like, I guess your six months of having to call at 6:30 a.m. is really no biggie. No biggie. Yeah. And honestly, I deserved it. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah. like I also will take true. it, and I don't need to complain. Yeah. So, um, we had a good episode last 
Mm, nope, not last week. Just explained that I wasn't here last week. Mm-hmm. Um, good episode two weeks ago with my mom. What did you talk about? We talked about Judith. we talked about you know how she thinks she's uh, an aging beauty. She had this amazing line that her her ass has fallen to her ankles, which Ooh. was really amazing. We spoke about Donald Trump because that's all there is to talk about. Yeah. Which is really let me say this before we launch into it because yeah. all, most of the show today will be about. Donald Trump and here's the problem the problem is that I feel exhausted by the endless discussion about Mm -hmm. him I can't turn on the TV I can't open anything on my phone I can't read anything on the internet without every headline being about him and I am tired of it Mm -hmm. but the problem is that like for a gal who loves to talk about nonsense Mm -hmm. this is like the greatest material ever I realize that might yeah. like offend and discredit the fact that like some people are suffering at the moment and I get it. Mm-hmm. But like I my mother's company, mm-hmm. her uh, the motto of her company is a Kenneth Rexroth quote. Gonna have to check that. Yeah. But the quote is that against the ruin of the world, there is only one defense, the creative act. I would like to amend that, which is against the ruin of the world, there is only one defense. A sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. So we must laugh. Yeah. Because if we are not laughing, it is too dark. Yeah. Like on inauguration eve, mm-hmm. I, uh, my mother, I get a phone call from my mother and she was talking about how North Korea was going to nuke us the next day. And I was like, right. you know, I don't think it's not, <laughs> right. that's not my gut feeling. Yeah. Um, but maybe. And then I realized <clears throat> I don't know anything about nukes. And I'm yeah. pretty, like, curious about things when I get going. So yeah, I haven't brushed up. You haven't brushed up, right? Mm-hmm. Nor had I. Yeah. So it's just, like, this word that I hear. And obviously, I know what a nuke is. But I'm like, what's the, like, power behind them? I need to know more. How many of there are them in the world? Mm-hmm. Like, who's got them? What, where, how fast do yeah. they travel? I feel like, like I what's the likelihood? Right? Exactly. So I didn't know any of this shit because I'm an idiot who like reads about Melania Trump instead of the nukes. Yes. So yeah. mm-hmm. I stayed up until like three in the morning reading fucking everything on the internet there is about nukes. They're pretty scary. Um, here's an amazing fact that I learned about a nuke. Yeah. They travel at 15,000 miles per hour, and a nuke from Russia would be here in 15 minutes. <gasps> How crazy is that? Because I was like, oh, mom, like, even if North Korea nukes us, like, we'll have a minute to, like, shoot that fucker out of the sky, you know? And it's like, actually, literally, we'll have one minute. And then I learned that because everyone was like, Donald Trump gets the nuclear codes tomorrow Uh, sort of thing. uh. And I was like, what are the nuclear codes? Like, I thought, you know, I think I know what they are, but like, nope, I was wrong. Didn't know what they are. Here's what they are. Uh There's this thing that. A, a military like assigned military person who is with the president at all times literally at all times goes everywhere with him and like sleeps in the white house with this thing called the football and the football is this black like bag looking thing okay and nobody Sounds knows cryptic. exactly like what's in the football except like that it the football is the way that the president gets in touch with the pentagon in the event that he needs to either strike down nukes or like uh what's the word i'm looking for um like stop one either stop one or like permit the pentagon to to do one <laughs> to drop to one. Do one yeah, yeah. um and then th- the president gets this little thing called the biscuit and the biscuit is like this sheet 
this like laminated card that has identification numbers for the president. So in the event that he needs to use the football to get in touch with the right people, he uses the codes on the biscuit to to correctly identify himself as the president. So that's what the nuclear codes are. Okay. So anyway, like the morning of his inauguration, this fucking psychopath like received all that information. And now that's the crazy thing that I think about. It's like everywhere Donald Trump goes, so does the football and the biscuit. You know what kind of freaks me out, Lara, is that you just figured that out through Wikipedia. Yeah. And that's the most powerful weapon on the planet mm-hmm. at the current moment, I think. So yeah. why is that public knowledge well, that, that the football man and the thing. biscuit is a thing? I, I'm, I think that like there is the, nobody knows like exactly what is inside of the football, okay. I think. Like, that's classified There's, like, thing. a few biscuits. Like, you have to pick the right one. It could be. I also know that the vice president gets a football. Okay. JIC, the president, is, like, dead or incapacitated. Uh-huh. But the idea is that the president only has... Because nukes will be here in fucking 15 minutes, the president only has, like, 12 minutes to make a decision. So he anywhere in the world, he needs to be able to have call. access... Give a call. And give a call. I know, spooky. Oh my God, it's so scary. I know. Me. How scary is that? You know that? what I just discovered? Yeah. Really quickly? No, was, please. Was what the designated survivor is. Oh, yeah. Like, there's always one there's person. There's always one person. Yeah. And that's a brilliant show idea. And I'm really glad yeah. that <laughs> Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland, Sutherland is the designated survivor. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, is it's not 24. It's designated survivor. Yeah, no. My favorite um, is that whenever there's the State of the Union, there's everyone in government is there. <laughs> And they always have one person who's not, yeah. who's like in a room somewhere outside of Washington in the event that the Capitol gets blown up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And last year, it was, or maybe two years ago, it was like the Department of, the Secretary of the Department of Agriculture, <clears throat> Ernest something. Okay. Funny looking dude. And I remember the, him popping up on the screen and being like, that's the guy. Like, if yeah. it all goes to shit, like, that's going to be our guy. He was like, he looked like a troll. Apparently, a good guy and like good at his job, whatever. Um, but yeah, designated survivor. That's some crazy shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. But here's the, here's the good thing about nukes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. the good thing about nukes is that a, we have more of them than anybody else does. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't even matter because in the event of, if one person sends a nuke, mm-hmm. it's done. The world ceases to exist. It will be nuke Armageddon and everybody will be gone. So right. the fact that you press go on one of them anybody at putin whoever the fuck is going to press go on one of them that means that it's a crocodile done deal for the world and Mm -hmm. not just the people that they're firing at but them also yeah so that that prevents people from nuking yeah you know yeah and like donald trump is a horrible crazy sociopathic nightmare Mm -hmm. but um i don't think that he wants to die yeah so Exactly. You know what I mean? I think you're right. Um, He's going to do all sorts of terrible shit. Um, He's already begun. He's already begun to do all sorts of terrible shit. He will continue to do terrible shit. Uh, I imagine that he will, um, that he, that there, I would like to think that there may be some saving graces to his presidency. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I just I just watched the inauguration inauguration speech because I didn't watch it because I didn't want to watch Mm -hmm. it. 
but I know that my roommate wasn't tuned in, but was in fact tuned into anime because he <laughs> loves anime. So that was a one for us, mm-hmm. you know, one for us, not for Donald Trump. Yes. But like, he doesn't have the grace and the like charisma that I want in a president, but no. just listen to what he's actually saying. He doesn't say anything that's like, sounds like he's going right. to scrape up the right. country in right. a negative way. Here's the problem with him as far as I see it. And I've said it on this show before. I think that he I think that what is scariest about him is that he's uh, an idiot Mm -hmm. and that when you are an idiot and you don't know what you're doing, uh, you are vulnerable to evil people coming in and influencing you in really evil ways. Uh So I think that the people that surround him and have his ear are actually a million times scarier and a million times more dangerous than he is he yeah. just happens to be the the front man yeah. in the same way that like russia influenced the election and like everyone's making sort of jokes about how donald trump is putin's puppet but like right if in fact that is true that is exactly what i mean yeah. is that like donald trump's just an idiot yeah you know what i mean right. i don't think that donald trump is like a racist bigoted misogynistic like evil person i think that the people around him are racist misogynistic evil people he's just a buffoon he's a celebrity who likes to say things for effect oh my god and he cannot get over his like ratings so to speak yes yeah he just can't get over it yeah it's like motherfucker you won Chill out, man. Yeah. You fucking won. You need to take a step back and run the free world. Yeah. And you need to not be worried about, A, about the size of your inauguration crowd, mm-hmm. which was smaller than four years ago and eight years ago. Yeah. Objectively, you can fact check it. Yeah. There are like numbers on the DC well, metro to support it. Yeah. And photos to support it. Yeah. That's number one. Not according to Kellyanne. You can't fact that. Oh my check God. That. We'll get to Kellyanne. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I'm excited. You know, I love Kellyanne. Yeah. Um, yeah. And number two, now his whole new thing is that, well, I guess it's not new. I, I guess he's been f- sitting on this for a while and stewing in his own filth about it, yeah. which is that he is now uh, convinced that had it not been for voter fraud of 3 million people, that he would have won the popular vote. Which is so insane, okay? And it's yeah. insane for reasons that are like, that go beyond, I think, what people are discussing. Right. Which is that in order for three million people to have committed voter fraud, that means there had to have been like a vast conspiracy of which like hundreds, if not thousands of people were like in on yeah. supporting <laughs> the voter fraud. Of that many people. That somehow didn't get back to the American government. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, how? But it's also like, Donald, I, I repeat, buddy, like, you won. Right. Okay? We're here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, we've made it, and you can chill now. Yeah. And you needn't. And this whole thing with Sean Spicer, his press secretary, this actually, as someone who, like, cares about the press and journalism. Yeah. And, like, who... I I'm I am very blessed to know a lot of people who are journalists and I admire them very much and I wish that I had the same sort of fearlessness that the good journalists have. Yeah. And same. the attack on the free press mm-hmm. is 
really concerning. Yeah. Did you see what the head of CNN was? He basically was like, Donald, don't <laughs> fuck with us, man. No, like, I didn't he, see this. He's like, I've known Donald for a really long time. I put, um, what was his show? This the, the Apprentice. I put The Apprentice on the air. Oh I God. funded that show. I know him very well. Oh I'm God. in contact with him a lot. And he was like, look, man, <laughs> like if you're threatening me, like yeah. I'm going to do the dirty on you. Yeah. Like I'm going to ruin you. Good. And well, there's this amazing girl who um, used to write for Gawker and then obviously Gawker went under. And so now mm. she's writing for like the subsidiaries of Gawker that are still around. Her name is uh, Ashley Feinberg. And if you don't follow her on the internet, you should because okay. she's the funniest person on the internet. Yeah. But she's also really smart. She's worth following on Twitter and she's worth reading. Okay. Um, but she had this like call to arms on like Deadspin, which is a sports magazine or Gizmodo, the like tech thing, wherever she wrote it for right. one of the Gawker subsidiaries where she spoke. This was months ago before the election. And she spoke about she was like journalists. Like if any of you, not just people, if any of you have the information that's going to sink this person, like now is the time. Yeah. You must bring it yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> you must come forward yeah. with it because like we cannot allow this to happen. Anyway, my point is like it's happened. Right. I'm in, I was into the initial feeling of like okay, well like now maybe we just like see how he's going to do. Me too. I Me too. I was like feeling a little hopeful about that. Yeah. And then he really he's fucking off to the races yeah. with insanity. Okay, so we've gone over the fact that he uh, is obsessed with his ratings, his crowd size. He go he sends Sean Spicer, his press secretary, out in his first press conference. And Sean Spicer, not only does he not take any questions, and so it is not a press conference, yeah. he yells at the people mm -hmm. in the press room about the size of the crowd. Right. And then he yells at them. And this was a little more understandable. There had been some New York Times journalist who tweeted that the bust of MLK had been taken out of the Oval Office. Right, right. right. Which we find out is, is, not, is true. not true. That there was somebody standing in front of it. And frankly, that was irresponsible of him. And he yeah. shouldn't have tweeted it. Yeah. And fair enough for Sean Spicer and Donald Trump to be pissed about that. Because that actually, like, there is a spin there. Mm -hmm. Like, the assumption is, like, it must be gone because I can't see it. It's like, no, dude, like, they didn't take it out. Yeah. Um, they did put in another bus, though, I think. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is that Sean Spicer goes out and screams at everybody. Yeah. Says mm -hmm. crazy shit. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense and is easily fact checked to to prove that he is lying. Yeah. And Sean Spicer, I'm like glued to CNN. Mm -hmm. According to fucking everyone that they have on, every yeah. talking head they have on is like, I've known Sean a long time. Like, I know Sean. He's a good guy. Sean's a good guy. And like really moderate people, really liberal people are like, we, Sean's been around. Like we've known Sean a long time. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, he's got, he's a good one. He has a spine. It's like, I, I don't know whether or not to feel bad for Sean Spicer. Is it like a stand by your man kind of situation? Mm -hmm. Or is like everyone in, or is everyone just terrified of him? Like I can't understand why a press secretary would agree to walk out into a room filled with people in the media and purposefully lie to them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, but it, but it seems to be happening to more, more, more. like not just Sean Sean Spicer, yeah. but but it 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 mm -hmm. is the platform mm -hmm. for which Donald Trump won. It's true. The presidency. No crazy lies. It's it's these large lies <laughs> that divert yeah. you from the truth. Yes. And no, you're right. 
You're right. It, it must just be like, well, I mean, didn't they? Didn't Kellyanne Conway say when she jumped onto <laughs> his campaign mm-hmm. that basically they they thought he wasn't going to win? Yeah. So they were like, let's just continue forth with what he's doing. Yeah. And once it started to win, Work. they were like, let's just let it go this way and yeah. continue this way. Which basically she's <laughs> saying, we just lied all the time. Yes. And like we just let him be this like. Celebrity. Loud celebrity liar. And <laughs> and that will do it. That'll do it because that's what. Well, I think I told this story either the first week on this show or maybe uh, the second week. But I, I'll briefly mention it again, which is that I was in Las Vegas for the final debate. Yes. And I watched it at the Trump Tower. Right. And I was with my friend Mitchell, who was filing a story about watching it there mm-hmm. um and so we had to stay when the debate was over and he had to finish writing so i was in file his piece so i was like having a cocktail and like taking it all in there were some fucking crazy people in there and also some nice people because what i have learned i went to the rnc and the dnc i've been like pretty not i mean in the grand scheme of things not very active in this but i've had like you know sort of not, i haven't had a front row seat to history i've had like a nosebleed mm-hmm. seat to history right, but but right. i've been there yeah and i've met you're the clocked pe- in i'm clocked in i've been there i've met the people a lot of people in my family voted for him i know some of these trump people my father yeah okay exactly yeah. and they're not all bad people no, so my like that's great yeah i love him. yes and i love my dad and he's great too and he voted for him so i yeah. i have found that i'm very interested in like the intersection of like the horrible people that voted for him and like the actual good people that voted for him Mm -hmm. um and good people that i know that they are good because i know them deeply and well you know not just like assuming that they're good but anyway so i'm there i'm checking out the scene i'm like there had been this like weird eruption after it ended where this the it was like black men for trump and these people had all these signs and these shirts and anyway it was big big crazy crazy thing about an hour after the debate ends i go to the bathroom I'm walking through the hallway and all of a sudden I turn around. I'm like, how do I know that woman? I'm like, oh, that's Sarah Palin. (laughs) And then quickly uh, I get back from peeing and quickly the entire Trump campaign just descends on the restaurant that we're in, with the exception of Donald and Melania, who were not there. But all of his children were there, except for Tiffany, who I love. And um, Kellyanne was there and a woman who funded his campaign named Rebecca Mercer was there and all these Fox News people, Katrina Pearson was there, Diamond and Silk, who are the two video bloggers who like adore him. They yeah. were there. But we and nobody asked us to leave. And it was the weirdest two hours because I was as close to Don Jr. as I am to you. Right. Um, but what was the, the strangest takeaway for me was that these were like genuinely it speaks to what you just said. These were genuinely like, <clears throat> excuse me, scrappy people who it was clear that they were like, how the fuck did we get here? Yeah. Like, how did this happen? Yeah. Like, you could just sense that none of them expected to get that far. Yeah. Um, And they shouldn't have. Because who on earth could have seen it coming except for Donald Trump? Yeah. Who saw it coming? Yeah. And also, like, I think that a lot of people forget that. And I'm glad to see. Uh, well, let me explain. I think a lot of people forget that there actually is some overlap between the kind of person that Donald Trump speaks to and the kind of person that Bernie Sanders was speaking to. I agree. And in fact, uh, there are uh, his inauguration speech was like a, a little bit Sandersy, yeah, um, about like giving the government back to the people and that, you know, like, yeah, you, you, we work for you and this is your country and all that kind of rhetoric. 
Um, and I also think that Bernie Sanders has done, and I was never a huge Bernie fan, but I, I think that he's done a nice job um, sort of navigating like how to support Donald in the things that he and Donald agree on mm-hmm. um, and how to sort of stand his ground on the things that he's not interested in. And like yes. the talk about language, we were speaking about the importance of language earlier. I think mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders has been really effective. Like when Donald yes. Trump signed the executive order to um, back out of TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership or whatever the fuck, too many things. Yeah. There's just if too I many things. If I knew what that was, right. like I could but, <laughs> contribute, but I don't. Yeah, no, fair. Um, yeah. But there, uh, Bernie's people were not into it, uh, nor were Donald's people. And Bernie Sanders released a really lovely statement about how like, and he did this when Donald Trump won too, which basically the language he always uses is that like, you know, insofar as Donald Trump is going to do X, Y, and Z, I will do everything I can to support him. But, you know, insofar as he's going to, like, promote racist, bigoted, you know, hateful, misogynistic, xenophobic language and, and policies, then I will not. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Yeah. Word. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay, so let's talk about Kellyanne. Okay, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's Kellyanne. hit it. Okay, let's hit it with Kellyanne. Do you see what she wore to the yes, I was just like... <laughs> You have just no I was just so shocked at her. I was so shocked. Did you see the 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 buttons? The buttons. They were like tigers. They're tigers screaming. I know. There's I loved it. I loved it. I loved what I loved the most is that like they all just have bad taste. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But like that's what works. For yeah. them, because mm-hmm. everyone else also has bad taste. Yeah, you know, I know. And I'm sure that all these fucking crazy people who are like inject Donald Trump into their veins like heroin. Yeah, that these people looked at Kellyanne's outfit and were like, "She looks beautiful," and like she's a patriot. I know. Like, I look know. how patriotic that bitch is. I know. You know. Yeah. And her little hat. I know. Also, she tur- it was her birthday inauguration day. <laughs> <laughs> It was? Yes. Wow. Like, I know. That that was her birthday purchase. Yes. was like that dress. <laughs> it was a Gucci coat. Yeah. It I was mean. so nutty. And then there was an amazing meme floating around about how like that that's what you look like when gay men abandon you. Yes. Like I when no that. gay men I wants really to dress you. I really did love that. I did too. Yeah. And I also like speaking of things that these women, these women, these Trumpian and the people that surround him, women are wearing. I thought it was wrong and a bad move of certain designers to step out and be like, I'm not going to dress Melania. I don't don't know what that accomplishes. And like she is the first lady and Melania in many ways is an impressive woman. um, And I think she gets a bad rep. But I thought she looked beautiful on Inauguration Day. Awesome. I thought she looked beautiful. Yeah. And she looked elegant and appropriate. Yeah. And you could tell that she was like. I'm arriving to play the part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And good for you. Yeah. I thought that she looked, I I mean, I really, really liked that Me dress. Too. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And beautiful. And, and it was Ralph, right? It was Ralph. It was Ralph. And yeah. it was like a beautiful color. Yeah. I and thought it was good. she looked elegant. Mm-hmm. I thought Ivanka looked elegant and beautiful. Yeah. But Ivanka is beautiful. Is beautiful. And she, she might be like, we can dismiss what we feel about her. Personally, she is also elegant. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Um, I think that Jared Kushner, her husband, I refuse to believe that he's any older than 17. Yeah. He looks... Like a child. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He looks 
like a fetus. He looks like he looks like two children are standing on top of one another and wearing a coat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Giving me little rascals. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Giving me little um, r- Except every gay man I know has keeps telling me how badly they want to fuck Jared Kushner. I think that he... Well, I think that honestly, it's more the juxtaposition of, of like because you see Donald Trump, and then the younger men you see around him right. are his sons, right? And then right. you see Jared, right? And so Jared like stands out right. as this like, right? Oh, totally. the only attractive guy <laughs> right. there. Like if I had to choose who I was gonna yeah, fuck, I'll bend over. <laughs> yeah, for you, <laughs> for Jared. You, Jared. Jared's brother, who I I don't know anything about Jared Kushner. I know that he like yeah. inherited a magazine because his father was rich or whatever. Right. And I know that he's jewish and that he observes the sabbath on saturdays and that this saturday he couldn't take any calls from the fucking president because he was observing the sabbath which like seems to me like that's going to be a little bit of a snafu going yeah, forward yeah. and that he there may, will be issue he may need to get like a pardon literally and i mean that in with no like humor like a rabbi may need to to pardon him yeah they were pardoned on friday night they were allowed to take a car because oh, wow. they're observing Jews. So they are yeah. not supposed to use things that are require electricity um, from sundown. Oh Friday. Yeah, no. So he's that... if he's going to like run the free world along with his stepdaddy or whatever the fuck that guy, his in-law. Yeah. He um, uh, is going to need to figure out how to work on Saturdays because like yeah. the world doesn't stop. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I, I think that the Trump, the Trump administration is really just winging kind of, it they're like like what did the ep the guy the ep in the epa the head of the epa said mm-hmm. he said they were like the like, reporters were like how can you not allow people to s- give their research and their science yeah and he literally was like yo 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 it's day two you gotta <laughs> give us some time i was like you don't get you don't, you don't get, get to time. do that like no. how the, the white house doesn't like go dark no like, because you guys got hammered at yeah. the inauguration party <laughs> yeah. which like, donald was so excited to have oh he my god could not wait no for no the party. He, he literally became the president so that he could so, go to the inauguration yes. balls yes. because all he cares about is people fangirling over him yeah. and adoring him which is why the visual of his inauguration parade where there's Nobody in the yes. stands is so satisfying. Yeah, right. It feels really good. It feels to look at that so good. Also, the fact that Three Doors Down performed at his inauguration concert. There's just so. I honestly, we don't have time to yeah, talk about we, all of the things. I know. I there's know. too many of the things. Let's talk about the ball because I. Yeah. The, okay. The balls were crazy. Uh, you have a thing about the balls. I have a thing about the balls. Yeah. I'm gonna go first, which God. is that his first dance was to my song. I know. I couldn't believe right? that. Which is My Way yeah. by Frank Sinatra. You know what? I have to say, I actually can believe it because I can see why a guy like Donald would love that song. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course <laughs> yeah. he would. Yeah. Yeah. In the same way that like I love that song and my mom loves that song because like, it's all about, it's sort of a fuck you song. Right. It's a song about, you know what, fuck you because I did it. Yeah. And like, you can all go fuck yourself. That's right. what that song is about. Right. Um, what was so crazy is watching him dance with his wife, who clearly hates him. Yeah. Uh, they have no chemistry. Yeah. She, I mean, I cannot imagine how sad it must be for her to have to lay with him <laughs> in their bed. But, like, do they? Like, I does don't know. she? I... Uh, you would imagine that he's the kind of guy who, like, that's a requirement of her wife yeah that's the only requirement it's like yes it's like look i know i know yeah. this isn't great for, <laughs> for you <laughs> but just sleep in this bed every night mm-hmm. yeah 
I also like I just I got so many phone calls from people being like, you're going to have to retire that song and like can't use that song anymore. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm, no, fuck yeah, you. I'm no. going to that's my song forever. Yeah. Um, in fact, I sang that song uh, a week night. a week ago. I yeah. Know. Does someone you. have a video? A, a duplex. I think someone does have a video. Good. Lily has a video, I think. Good. Good. Um, OK. What you had a you had your favorite thing about the ball, which was the cake. <laughs> the cake. <laughs> The cake to me is <laughs> such a mystery. I'm like, what? Like, actually, actually, Donald Trump, what, what is happening? <laughs> What's going on? Because that's just like you just cheated on mm-hmm. your SAT and and yes. you got to be president. Yes. Like that's what you did. Like yes. you literally just stole the cake from another president and just said, "It's mine." Yeah. Like he it it's honestly it is funny. Like it, no, it's it, very it is. funny. You have to laugh. I mean, it's honestly, the, only way. the thing the one thing that I love about Donald Trump <laughs> is that every time I watch him, I'm laughing. Yes. I'm genuinely laughing yes. because he is so ridiculous. Oh. His manner is ridiculous. No, he you're... also is consistently doing the loser sign when oh, he talks. Constantly. And, and the okay sign. Uh, yeah. 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 But <laughs> but the cake was just such a mystery. I, I feel like it, he literally was like, mm, I don't give a shit. He yeah. must he must have. I mean, here's what I want to know. I want well, first of all, let's let me here's the story of the cake. Yeah. The cake is is this. The cake that he cut into in his inaugural ball was this like nine-tiered crazy looking patriotic cake. Yeah. Uh the guy from Ace of Cakes, right? Is right. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. the guy what the What's fuck is name? that guy's name? Um It's on here somewhere. Do... Cake. Uh a Duff. Duff <laughs> Goldman, Duff Goldman yeah. of Ace of Cakes. I've been to so, his cupcake factory. Have you? Damn good. good. Oh, really? yeah. So he he tweets out a picture of the of the cake. Um, and and then next to that picture of the cake is uh, another cake that he had made for the salute our armed services ball. Um, oh no, that that was that was Donald Trump's ball. The the cake that he made was for the commander in chief ball for Obama's inauguration four years ago. Mm-hmm. So what happened? The baker who made Donald Trump's cake said as much that Donald's people came to her with this photo, with Duff's photo of the cake, and was like, just make this one. And I guess that in the article I read, who knows what the fuck, it, fake news, who knows if what you read is true, yeah. sincerely, yeah, truly. when it comes to like little things like this, yeah. okay? Like so, the fun news. Like the fun news, yeah. where apparently the, the, the journalists somehow had this information that like Donald's people were like, are you sure that this is the cake you want? And he was like, yes. Like that cake is perfect, and like I want that cake. So he <laughs> knew what he was doing. <laughs> so <laughs> I think if there's if there's a way in, if there's a way in, yes. to like crack the mind of Donald Trump, it's through that cake. Mm-hmm. It because that cake, I think you're right. That cake is such a blatant, like <laughs> a blatant symbol of like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> for us to see yes. that he, it's a cry for help. That cake is a cry for help. <laughs> that Truly. cake is a cry for help. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the baker was like, "Okay, like I guess I'll make this cake." So the baker makes the cake, 
And then there was all this backlash because Duff of Ace of Cakes was like, that's my fucking cake. Yeah, I I loved his like post about it. He was like, that's my cake. And then she had to like double back the baker and she was like, well, like, you know, we prefer to do original work, but like such an honor to like imitate you, Duff. Literally, those are her words. And now she is saying that she's going to donate all the proceeds from the cake, which I don't know what that means. Does she mean like the two grand it cost for the cake yeah. or however much cake like that costs. Right, like is I don't she know receiving residuals <laughs> from the cake? cake. <laughs> so she, the proceeds from the cake uh, she's giving to the human rights campaign. So that's nice. With every bite we, <laughs> we a donation is, is yeah. given to it's the human It's a commercial with, with Duff and, yeah. and the new baker yeah. and with every bite, yeah. with every slice. Yeah. Um, did you see Lena Dunham's poem? Okay, I didn't, but this <laughs> poem... Okay, let's say this. I was gonna, I have a whole thing here. I guess we should talk about the Women's March because it was like such a thing. But we'll talk about it after we talk about Lena Dunham's okay, poem. Yeah, Even yeah. though Lena Dunham's poem is about the Women's March. Yeah. It's a good segue into the Women's yeah, March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my disclosure. I have met Lena Dunham. I've had dinner with Lena Dunham. She follows me on the internet. Yeah. Um, I liked her very much when I met her. I'm actually... I mean she can be a little bit outrageous sometimes there have been some times where it's been a little bit hard to defend her like when she said on her podcast that she wishes she'd had an abortion which was like an insane thing to say yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that she can take it a little far but I think that uh, I have always admired her uh, because I think she's extremely talented Mm -hmm. I think she doesn't get enough credit for how talented she is Um, and I think that her heart is fucking gold and that she excuse me that she really has her heart in the right place I just think that her delivery can occasionally be so curious that yeah. you're like, why did you ever think yeah. that this was going to be a good idea? One of those times was the rap video she released for Hillary Clinton like two weeks before yeah. the election where it was like, oh, Lena, like, I think you've done a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this was a bad thing. So what happened was that she posted this uh, photo on Instagram um, that was it a notes photo? it was a notes photo a notes yeah. photo we've all seen the it. caption of which was this is not a poem um, except it is a poem so I'm gonna read the poem yeah give it to me this is so insane Donald Trump only recognizes the humanity of women who look like his daughter but after this weekend he better know that we are all his daughters rebellious ones the kind who steal the car keys and the wallet and sneak out before we can be stopped the kind who fuck with his friends and flirt with his enemies, the kind who turn it out and rage out, the kind who don't give a shit what our daddies think and recognize the way so many fathers have failed us. Mm. So here's what's amazing about that. She's calling Donald Trump daddy, Mm, (laughs) which is like what the Breitbart writer Milo does. Yeah. Uh, and obviously I love Milo Everyone on this show knows I love Milo I realize it's a problem People are like uh, 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 Sincerely One day when I'm a famous person Someone's gonna dig up this fucking podcast <laughs> They are They're gonna dig up this fucking podcast say, And they're gonna have a, They're gonna have a clip of me saying That I liked Milo And that I like Had some empathy for Donald Trump And my career is going to be over Before it begins <laughs> yeah. So maybe they'll Maybe they'll take this clip as well and I would like to remind everyone to have a fucking sense of humor about things. Okay. Yeah. So back to Lena Dunham. Um, I don't know what the fuck that even, what is, I just don't understand. Yeah. 
it it seems <laughs> to me like that <laughs> that <laughs> Lena Dunham to me kind of seems I love Lena Dunham. Mm-hmm. I really do. But I actually do too. I sort of feel like I love Lena writer, Dunham, director, actress Lena Dunham. Same. That's same. what I love. I love cre I, well, okay, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a little bit like maybe Lena Dunham like could be Donald Trump's daughter in a way that's like <laughs> it's like what you what you're talking about, like I feel like kind of sounds like a, what a like a white girl would do Sure You know sure. what I'm saying Like I don't sure. feel like I'm seeing Sure Things in here that I'm like I'm just sort of like Where Where is it going <laughs> yes. Like where is it that's Where what does I've, it end But up? like uh, what do you uh, That's what's confusing It's like I don't know What you're What are you saying uh-huh. What's the like What are you And then uh, people were <laughs> You know what I mean It's like I don't know What the point of this is mm-hmm. And also to, like Turn it out and, and rage, rage out, out, which I also don't know what that means. I'm, yeah, or like, I, mean, I don't know what it means to fuck with someone's friends. Did she mean like we're the kind of daughters who fuck our dad's friends? Yeah, I just don't. Also, I don't know what that has to do with the women's march. It was titled like Monday after the march or something. So it's like something stirred in her yeah. th- on Saturday and she felt like. Donald was her daddy yeah. and that we were going to steal his wallet. That I just don't understand what she's trying to say. Right. But of course it couldn't be as simple as that because the reaction instead was about sort of like what you're saying actually, which is that her feminism is not intersectional enough. Yeah. Which I here we'll have another disclaimer yeah. because eventually one day someone will dig it up and I will be yeah. fucking crucified yeah. and burned at the stake for this. Yeah. Which is that uh I don't I I realize that I am a white woman and so I can only know No, I mean my own thing. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Um and I have empathy for that and respect for that and I understand that there are certain things that I could never know because I am what I am and fine and fair okay Mm -hmm. what I don't understand is the the immediate back here now we can talk about the women's march we have this women's march okay Mm -hmm. which I didn't go to um I didn't I couldn't well I'm not sure that I, I could I just chose not to and not because I don't support things that were being yeah you know protested yeah. or like f- fought for um just actually mainly because I'm like really claustrophobic and I get really afraid in large crowds and I had just read all about fucking nukes and I didn't really want right. to be in a very big crowd so yeah. that's fine um but we have like millions of women all over the world literally getting together and uniting in a way that is beautiful and also in a way that is like we should actually feel special and thankful that we live in America where, like, you can do that. Okay? Yeah. Sincerely. Right. And also, like, we should never lose perspective about the fact that, like, we actually have it pretty good here. But anyway, I digress. Uh, The immediate reaction that I see on the internet on Sunday are people that are outraged because the march wasn't intersectional enough. Mm. Um. And, like, the complaint that... And I understand that, like, white women were responsible in a large part for electing him. Right. Um, But, like, can we just, for a second, instead of, of continuing to point fingers 
and complain. Mm-hmm. Can we just for a second like marvel actually in the amazingness of that many people coming together? Yes. 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 You know what I mean? Right. Can we save the 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 criticism for like a week from now? Can we just have a moment where we are proud yeah. of each other? Yeah. And happy. Well, I think because as we saw that clearly this was it was like a win like i what some things that i did here was like well cool like what does the march mean and right. and the march means many things because it was for many people it wasn't just for women it was for people who basically want mm-hmm. the world to know that there are injustices on all fronts in many yeah. facets and we're marching for the like I'm finding the wrong word. The yeah. like greater undoing, good. undoing sure. of those injustices yeah. and the greater being of just humanity. Yeah. And, and I think that it's actually okay to not have a singular focus. I think that like if the too. singular focus underneath all of the confused focuses are that people feel passionate and um, like they have a responsibility to take to the streets in a peaceful way that like that's enough of a focus for me yeah um and I think that like we don't need we there I don't see the very tricky thing to explain without getting in trouble I I I don't I I don't know necessarily that um that there's that we accomplish anything by condemning people who were out there for loving reasons. I agree. I agree. I, I just don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe somebody can like f- email me <laughs> yeah. on my podcast email well, and educate me because from where I stand, it seemed like a really amazing day yeah. that like didn't need the backlash. Exactly. And well, it gets, it gets dicey, doesn't it? Because it gets people, really dicey because people have and for good reason mm-hmm. have started to promote the idea that that inaction is mm-hmm. action against whatever the cause right. is right so so no longer is intention right you the intention of the person valid because yeah. they haven't done anything to right. to help and i understand right. that sure but yeah isn't doesn't doesn't the action begin with intention in the yeah. first place? So we have to recognize intention. Yes. We have to be able to say That's a lovely way of putting it. Right? I mean it yeah. has to be that way. It so has to be. so that's where I think the argument gets gets befuddled. I understand and and I am the 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 first person to admit that I I don't know something and please sure. educate me and yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. I the things that I saw were like for trans women who were not or or people that were you know going through a transition or mm-hmm. maybe maybe a male who identifies as a female who right. isn't going through a change right. but that they were not allowed to be seen because they didn't have a vagina right nah. <laughs> and so that was like pretty much all I heard and I I think that I know that there's some some deeper stuff going on. I mean, on. I saw I saw some stuff about like um sort of how like what white feminism um is like the equivalent literally this is not something that I'm making up like mm-hmm. I, somebody had posted something about how white feminism is a lot like white supremacy and that 
historically feminism hasn't recognized people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my point is like historically that is indeed true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but it didn't seem to, and again, I didn't go and I realized that I'm white and I realized that my dad voted for Trump. So I have all sorts of fucking things here that disqualify me from having opinions about yeah. these things. And I mean yeah. that sincerely. Um, but it didn't f- seem to me based on testimonials of people I know who were at these marches, based on the things I saw on the news about these marches, the things I saw on social media about these marches. It didn't feel to me that that was the spirit of that day. Yeah. It felt to me like actually it felt to me that that the, that the white feminism that was taking place alongside of all different other kinds of feminism that day was actually pretty humble and recognized that not only did white women have a role in electing him, but also that perhaps white women have been remiss historically uh, in mm-hmm. in participating mm-hmm. in these very things, not just for women, but for all minority people. Right. So that's how I feel about that. Yeah. And well, I think and also what it, it wasn't like the the millions of women that we saw they weren't all white. No, we, they weren't. There there were people there were women of color. There were women of all ages, mm-hmm. of all types, of all colors, mm-hmm. of all class systems mm-hmm. that were there. And that's who, what intersectional is. It's about class and race and all that yeah, good stuff. Exactly. So yeah. I think which that, is important shit. I think that it's safe to say that and you know, it's just I know I know women of color who thought the march was brilliant and amazing. Good. I think and that everyone are, and, should. And so the reason they think that is because they felt like they were represented there. So I think like Well, that's hopeful. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I just my whole point is like I just wish that we could all and when I mean we, I will be specific. I wish that liberal people could just chill on the hysteria for like yeah. 30 seconds we have things currently we have things happening today this very minute i'm sure if we turned on cnn there would be something worth being hysterical about yeah things that are like that we need to address immediately with our hysteria yeah. and our outrage and now, now see now i'm gonna get in trouble for using the word hysteria and women's march all in the same shit because people are gonna i can't win but we we need to focus on yeah. what is worth it. Yeah. Because we cannot continue being outraged by absolutely every little thing. Right. Uh, it will destroy us. Mm. It is, in my opinion, part of the reason that liberal people are not in power at the moment. Because mm-hmm. we allowed our outrage to swing so far in one direction that mm-hmm. the people who we have been outraged by are like wait a second because not all of them have done things that are worth being outraged over for example yeah see snl writer yes okay sn this snl writer named katie rich tweets (laughs) a joke okay she tweets a joke that is in bad taste the joke was about how uh, Baron Trump is going to be the country's first homeschool shooter. Uh-huh. That's in bad taste. Baron Trump is 10 years old. I get it. Right. Okay. She's also a fucking comedy writer. Mm-hmm. The joke was sort of funny, yeah. frankly. Yeah. Um, she immediately, immediately gets fired. Immediately and indefinitely. Excuse me, not fired. Suspended. But Ooh. indefinitely suspended. 
There is like a mania on the internet about this tweet. She has to delete all of her social media things. And this is like, you know, some pretty serious shit. She like trends on Twitter, all this shit. Okay. She deletes all of her Twitter and she just posts one thing that is, uh, I sincerely apologize for the insensitive tweet. I deeply regret my actions and offensive words. It was inexcusable and I am sorry. So I have written here and I stand by this and I have said some of this already on this show, which is that I am not into ridiculing children. You know, I'm, I'm not, they're not fair game. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not into ruining somebody's life over a, a tiny bad joke. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how many people on Twitter were making jokes about Baron Hilton or yeah. Baron Baron Hilton Baron <laughs> Trump another crazy Baron yeah um Baron Trump countless okay yeah. and I am so fascinated by and terrified by this th- this thing that happens and I've spoken about this book a million times on the show and everybody should read it it is sitting right over there it's called So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson. <gasps> I need and it, it. I will lend it to you. Yes. And it is a book about this very thing where one, you do one little thing and sometimes it's a bit of a big thing or sometimes it's not that big of a thing. Uh-huh. And somehow the, either you're famous or sometimes you're not famous, but somehow the public gets a hold of the thing you've done and they tear you the fuck down and uh-huh. your life is ruined. Right. I'm right. not in to that. I'm, I'm not, not into, into it. the cultural takedown of people yeah. that don't deserve a takedown of that magnitude yes okay um so like i said i have it in bold okay and Mm. i've said it before on the show but i live in constant fear that something i say now will cost me my career later and i understand that people that are in certain positions have like a responsibility to not say certain things and do certain things but for fuck's sake she is a comedy writer yeah okay and also, it's just not possible, especially <laughs> today, yeah. especially with the access that people have to everything that you do, mm-hmm. to not say something that's that's going to be taken wrong. I totally agree. Or, or just to be a total fuck up. I totally Sometimes agree. Sometimes we say things that we fuck up. Yes. And I exactly. think that the, the, the occupation of comedian, yes. comedian, comedian. <laughs> is it's dicey because it's I really I dicey. get I understand I understand <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't know that I'm allowed to say this <laughs> I understand the plight that 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 that, that people that I yeah and speak freely on this show that, I will defend that you I, I understand the plight of white gay men sure I understand that plight because that's what I am yes so I cannot I I cannot throw my Understanding, but I can't. I'm allowed to throw my empathy yes. because we all have empathy. Yes. And people that say that you can't do that, you're Are living wrong. in a you're living in a box. Yeah, I can throw my empathy of to course. any person that has to suffer. Of course, because that human beings do that. <laughs> yeah. So the good ones. So so I empathize with people feeling like their world is not is not understood and it's constantly being you know suppressed and and sure. and talked shit about quite frankly yeah but at the same time 
we need to lighten up. Comedians of all walks of life do that. That's what they do. They, their, 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 their view of life is to have a sense of humor about it. Yes, this is what I was saying earlier. Against the ruin of the world, there is only one defense: sense of humor. That is the fucking. That's my mantra. And I do believe in that because I think you must. If you you do not, you must. It is. It truly is the only defense. I mean, of course, there are things like taking to the streets and protesting, which is great. That's a good defense, too. Action yeah. is yeah. a good defense. My my flavor of a defense is a sense of humor. And also, like, I sincerely, like, Lara, know thyself. The day I stop <laughs> laughing is that's it for me. Yeah. That's it's just what I got going on. It's yeah. my life force. When it's I, an underrated life force. It's an underrated one. You've got to have a sense of humor about it all. Yeah. I mean, you got to have a perspective about right. the seriousness of it all as well. But don't you think that the 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 wider your perspective becomes, the funnier the, it the all deeper is, deeper and the funnier it <laughs> yes. actually becomes. And that's why some people don't understand certain jokes because they don't. They're, of course, they're they're their perception is too small. It's too small. It's too myopic. I also think that like we're getting a little off topic, which is fine because I'm quite passionate about this. Yeah. But it also, you know, I think that the that the funny in order to be truly funny, okay, yeah, you've got to be very bright, yeah, and in order to be truly funny about things that other people can relate to, then you've got to see the world as it really is, and if you see the world as it really is, it is extremely depressing, yeah, and cripplingly sad yes and we should thank comedians for fucking tweeting out jokes like that we shouldn't condemn them because those are the people that see and also like you fucking win some you lose some not all the jokes land yeah let's like let's chill out but but you must understand that oh also i read this amazing thing today on the daily mail which is my bible yeah um which is that the People who have dirty senses of humor uh-huh. and truly get a kick out of like really, really off-color jokes apparently have higher IQs. I think that's probably true. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say on what you were saying mm-hmm. was people that can make the jokes that are hard to listen to but mm-hmm. just get you right there. Yeah. In a way, what they're... They must be smart because what they're doing is actually exposing. Okay, sorry. Let me take a step back. Mm -hmm. They must be smart. So Mm -hmm. what what should actually end up happening in response to the joke that you might say that's offensive? Yeah. In a way, it's actually fighting for the cause of what is wrong with the world and what is wrong with America and what needs to be fixed. Yes. But what it's doing is it's just putting a sense of humor on top of it. Yes. Which... I don't think that you can ridicule. No. I think that's wrong. I think it's wrong to say that if someone's laughing at a horrible situation that's going on, that that the laughter is wrong. Yeah. What's wrong is the horrible situation. That's right. And we all know this. Yes. And so it serves such it's the reason that that Saturday Night Live exists to begin with, right? Yeah. I mean, it's right. the reason it's been running for so long and that it's so popular and will always be popular even though it ebbs and flows. Right. Because when you when you reveal 
the darkness of the world through humor, you actually unite people. Yeah. And people feel part of something because when you laugh with other people that are laughing, it is an amazing moment where you realize this does not only speak to me, but it speaks to everybody around me. Put a mirror up to nature, bitch. Yeah. That's exactly what comedians are doing. And artists of all types and whatever. But I stand by this comedian. I I stand for this chick. Yeah. What's her name again? What did we say? Katie Katie Rich. Rich? I stand for you, Katie Rich. (laughs) Katie Rich, you can come on my fucking podcast. You know what? She may be blackballed from everywhere in New York City. She can come on Full Tank. Full Tank. Episode four. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to reach you because you're not on the internet anymore because you've been fucking run out of town. But I'm a fan of you and I, I, I... I don't think you should apologize. Yeah. Um, here's something I also love. The half an onion in a bag yeah. Twitter that's mm-hmm. protesting Donald Trump. I don't know if you have seen this. I haven't <laughs> seen it, but I did like see an article <laughs> pass by my eyes. Right. It is a photo of a half of an onion in a Ziploc bag that is uh, on Twitter um, and has its own account. And it's called half an onion. And it's trying to get more Twitter followers than Donald Trump just to annoy Donald Trump, okay, which I love. Good. That is my form of protest. I followed them. Yeah, love and it. And I think everyone should. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't want to talk about Donald Trump anymore. Um, yeah, he makes go. me want to... Take a tan, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or or Step, not. I mean, no. maybe, actually, no. No, actually, he doesn't. He makes me really very, very proud of my extremely yeah. pale skin. Makes you want to stay inside. Um, but we're going to pivot just ever so slightly from mm, Donald Trump. I loved this video. I know. Oh, I loved this To video. the Nazi getting punched in the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I'm going to read this guy's Wikipedia page because it is really, it's really something else. Um, this is a man, just, here's some context. This guy, whose Wikipedia page I'm going to read, um, was on camera giving some sort of bizarre on-camera interview with somebody um, at one of, not at the inauguration, but in D.C. I think he was like at the protests just to be a dick kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, and ends up getting punched in the head. Yeah. Which was, I'm pretty sure actually he said somewhere in this video, people love me. People love me. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure that some sick fucks do, but not the guy that punched him in the head. Yeah. Okay. Sip of my beer and then. Guzzle. Okay. Here we go. Richard Spencer is a noted American white supremacist. He is president of the National Policy Institute, a white nationalist think tank and Washington Summit Publishers, an independent publishing firm. Spencer has stated that he rejects the description of white supremacist and describes himself as an identitarian, which is an amazing word. Um, He advocates for a white homeland for a dispossessed white race and calls for peaceful ethnic cleansing, which we need to put an asterisk on because what is that? Peaceful ethnic cleansing to halt the deconstruction of European culture. Uh, Spencer and others have said that he created the term alt-right, which I'm sure you're all familiar with, um, a term he considers a movement about white identity. Spencer has repeatedly quoted from Nazi propaganda and denounced the Jewish people, although he has denied being a neo-Nazi. Spencer and his organization drew considerable media attention in the weeks following the 2016 presidential election, where in response to his cry, Heil Trump, Heil our people, Heil victory, a number of his supporters gave the Nazi salute similar to the Sig Heil chant used at the Nazi mass rallies. Spencer has defended their conduct. This is my favorite, stating that the Nazi salute was given in a spirit of irony and exuberance. (laughs) 
And then Laura <laughs> proceeds to say, LOL, <laughs> this dude sucks. Yeah. In all bold. Yeah, is, is perfect. Um, I I have to say, the this is a weird phenomenon that I am finding more and more in the Trump era. Yeah. Which is that people do and say horrible things that indicate that they are one way so strongly that there's no possible way of denying that they are that thing yeah. only to then turn around and say, no, I'm not that thing. It's like you are advocating for white nationalism and a peaceful, I'm air quoting, a yeah. peaceful ethnic cleansing, but you're not a neo-Nazi. Like, then what the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, right. tell me what you are. Yeah. You're an alt-right person, which is another word for a neo-Nazi. I mean, like, this amazing thing of, like, how dare you label me as that? I don't know. Maybe because you're giving the Sig Heil at rallies out of irony and exuberance. It's like, (laughs) no, I'm pretty sure that, like, you're sitting there, like, arm fucking straight up in the air saying Heil Trump. Like, what do you want me to think, dude? Like, where are you going with that? Yeah. That that's not where my mind's going to land. Right, right. Um, But it's this crazy thing keeps happening. It's like all these people are like, no, like, not a Nazi. Yeah. Just an alt-right person. The thing that that, that (laughs) makes me feel so strange (laughs) is that he wants to halt the deconstruction of European culture. <laughs> That's like the underlying like reason that he's clearly yeah. just like spouting <laughs> as like to put on top of like his racism. Right. But European culture still exists. It's just in, in Europe. Europe. And we're here to make America great again. I know. Not and make Europe great again. So it doesn't make sense to me if he wants totally. it's a, a great European point. culture just go you can go yeah you can go yeah there. go to scandinavia dude everyone is white there yes have fun it does not need to be that way here um so he gets punched in the head uh on camera on the inauguration day um <laughs> the internet rejoices there is an amazing uh twitter feed i can't remember what it's maybe it's called like nazi punch to music or something and it's just every post is the same video but to a different song yes um then the internet divides Mm-hmm. Uh, is it okay to punch a Nazi in the head or is it not okay to punch a Nazi in the head? Um, and then the internet consults ethicists on this question. And I have to say that before I read some of this stuff, I was pretty convinced that, yeah, it's okay to punch a Nazi in the head. Right. Um, also, like, you know, I think if anyone's being a dick, it's okay to punch them in the head. But yeah. this ethicist had a really good point. So I'm going to read this, too, uh, which is, uh, no, it's not okay to punch a Nazi in the head. Um, You don't get to punch people even though they're ideologically despicable. I gather the rationale is that because Richard Spencer and his ilk would punch us, if I can use that pronoun, then therefore it's okay to punch them. But Richard Spencer isn't our moral teacher. We are not supposed to imitate Richard Spencer's behavior. Richard Spencer is despicable. We're supposed to aspire to the decent values that we were raised on and that make us proud of our country. Martin Luther King and his cohort during the civil rights movement had a profound commitment to nonviolence. They deserve our esteem and reverence. Even when they were being beaten with clubs, they would not physically fight back against those who assailed them. They set such a luminous example for us that has come to this that you're asking if it's okay to punch people. So I was really into this like 
just because they're despicable and ideologically despicable doesn't give decent people who aspire to decentness the right to punch them. Right. Um, he did say, though, he did go on to say, though, that uh, while it is not ethically sound to uh, punch a Nazi in the head, that it is ethically sound to have to find joy out of watching a video of someone else punching a Nazi in the head. Yeah, I think that's that's great. That's amazing, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Um, speaking of fucking crazy shit, okay? Like mm, yeah. <laughs> like this punching people in the head and Nazis. Um, this title. I yeah. The title of this on my show notes is Yo, can people stop doing wild shit on Facebook Live? Okay. I was on the internet today and I came across like seven different I didn't even include them all. I came across like seven different headlines that were like so and so does blank, blank always being something horrific broadcasts it on Facebook Live. It's like, first of all, stop committing crimes. Certainly also don't commit those crimes and stream it onto the internet. Yeah. And not just crimes. Mad people are fucking killing themselves on Facebook Live. Yeah. What is up with that? I know. Maybe just know. don't do that. Okay, here we go. Two, uh, mm, that can't be right. Two people, we'll say. Two people <laughs> are remanded in custody in Sweden over the rape of a woman streamed live on Facebook. Tragedy as a second girl live streams her own suicide on Facebook from the bathroom of her foster home just three weeks after a 12-year-old also killed himself on camera. It continues. Ooh. Hollywood actor 33 commits suicide by shooting himself in the head on Facebook Live days after being arrested for sexual assault. I, um... I have a good idea. If you want to kill yourself after you've been arrested for sexual assault and you're out on bail and you don't want to go to jail and you want to kill Who yourself. Was this? I don't honestly like I think they used Hollywood actor because he's probably been in like a commercial. He was a nobody. OK, but uh, I have a really good idea for people that want to kill themselves mm-hmm. um, after they've done something horrible and they're evading prison. Right. Uh, kill yourself. Just do me a favor and I don't need to be able to access it on the <laughs> yeah. Internet. Yeah. By all means, kill yourself. I don't give a fuck yeah. what you do. Um, I'm not into the people raping people and streaming it on the internet. Yeah, that's, that's weird. But why would you do that? I why mean... on earth would you be <laughs> dumb enough to leave a breadcrumb trail of your crimes uh, I mean, like, let's not even go into why would you be horrific enough to want to do that to somebody. Why? W- how could you ever be so stupid? Yeah, it. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't, I'm speechless, I'm truly, speechless. because I don't even know how to react. <laughs> like, there has been so much that has made us speechless today. Because also, it's like, is this like okay? If I'm gonna make a video of a, okay, a horrific act such as rape, mm-hmm. and I want clearly the purpose is for people to see it, right? <laughs> a platform where people are just taking their index finger and scrolling is maybe not. I'm where probably it... not going to stop on the video. And that's how it's that's how it plays is if I'm stopping on the video. There are too many videos out there. There are things that are more interesting to me. Like if I see a f- adorably a fluffy cat doing something cute, like I'm going to watch the cat, bro. I'm not going to watch you, you, your human body that right. I, I, right. I look in the mirror every day. I don't need to see more human right. bodies. Okay, like, right. So to, to your point, let, let's, let's fluffy this up in a nicer way. To your point, I, 
you and I, I don't watch anybody's videos on Facebook. Yeah, I'm not there to watch them. I'm not we're there to watch you. I want to see a panda. Yeah. Or I want to yeah. see like the little puppies that got saved from the avalanche. Yeah. Like I'm not watching people. I'm certainly not watching people raping people on Facebook. N- but I'm also not watching. Never. But I'm also not <laughs> watching. I'm also not watching people like having brunch on Facebook. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. They're so just, like your yeah. point. This is let's turn this into comedy because your point is not just that Facebook live is a whack place to live stream your suicide. Yeah. It's also a whack place to live stream anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, truly like I've seen some <laughs> whack Facebook live things like that. I just am like, yeah, there's so many other people you can talk to about this. Yeah. You know, it needn't be me. Yeah. Um, need, or yeah. your, the public. It needn't be me, your fringe friend <laughs> who like, we don't ever talk. No, there's probably also, a chance that we never did. No, and, and I'm never going to see you again. And also, like, I don't like that any time that anyone I know on Facebook goes live, I get a notification. Yeah, I don't care. It's like I don't. There's so many people, people who I like too, where I'm like, mm, no, I don't want to watch you do anything. Yeah, there's, there's also. There's also like a certain, like, I I give, I give like props to people who are like YouTube famous that like sure. know how to like work a YouTube live setting. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I mean, YouTube isn't live because it's recorded, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That, they were kind of like the originators of like mm-hmm. this is all live. So right, like, right, here right. I am, mm-hmm. and like people that have an amazing etiquette on that. Like, yep. I'm like, I could watch you, sure. and the reason you're probably famous on YouTube is because you're you, good at you're it. You're good at this. Yeah, but. Facebook Joe Live is just not the from same thing. From high school is not. It's not the same thing because it's 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 literally it's live theater. Yeah, it's live theater, and if, unless you've been trained, don't do live theater. Don't do it. You're gonna crumble. Don't do it. Speaking and most of which, people do. I am starting a solo show writing and performing class on Friday. Yes, Everybody. yes, yes. I can't wait. Cool, right? Yes, I'm so excited. It's gonna be good. It's 12 week long. Everyone, uh, there will be a show at the end of it. I can't wait. I know in April. So everyone. Jot down uh, at the end of April that you all, all my listeners, have a show to attend. Um, I was going to end the show by uh, starting the movement that I want Tiffany Trump to come on this mm, show. Yeah. But I think that actually now I'm more interested in having that SNL writer on my show. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Tiff. So Katie Rich. Why can't I remember Rich. her name? That's her name, right? Yeah. Katie Rich. Katie. Can we double check? You're probably in New York <laughs> somewhere. Katie, you are in New York. You are holed up. In, yeah, Katie Rich. You are holed yeah. up in your apartment because you are scared, girl. And you don't know what the future is going to be like. You don't know if you're going to get work. Yeah. You, I have a book for you to read. It's called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. You should meet a guy named John Ronson. Yeah. But you should come on this show. Yeah. Because this is a safe place for people that want to be funny. Yeah. No matter what they want to be funny about. And something that I think that we can, that Katie, you should take solace in, yeah. is that there's really no end to your career. You can That's right. you can turn anything on its head and That's right. and own it and continue. Look at Donald Trump. Look at fucking it. It comes full okay. Circle. It comes full Here circle. Look are. at Donald Trump. I've said it before. I will say it again. The silver lining of that man's presidency is that anybody can be anything. Yes. Unless you're a woman and then you can't be the president of the United States. But you can be a world leader elsewhere in the world. And eventually one day you can be the world leader here. Yeah. But the more important important point is that it doesn't matter what you've done in your past. 
Yeah. You can do anything in your future. Yeah. That's my word of wisdom for my listeners. Signing off. Signing off. A good night. <laughs> if baby wants a ride home, you think she'd give a little first. If baby wants some dinner, man, you think she'd take something else to quench her. Food.